Hey, this is Pastor Zach, and thanks for listening to the Center Point Church Podcast. Remember, hope is alive, and his name is Jesus. Well, good morning. Welcome to Center Point Church. My name is Zach. I'm the pastor here, and on behalf of the dozens of folks that make this place happen, we just want to welcome you. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Are you glad to be in church today? Come on, somebody say it. Woo! Give it up. Amen. Well, um, last week we wrapped up a four-week series called I Declare War. Did you enjoy that series? I mean, I hope you did. I enjoyed preaching it, yeah. We had three people that loved it. It was awesome, right? rest of you are like, eh, it kind of sucked. Like, you've done better. <laughs> Just how it is in ministry world, right? Um, uh, but no, we enjoyed this series. I hope you took a lot away from it. I know that I did. Um, we're going to spend the next couple weeks on a series that I wrote called Thanks Living. I like plays on words. Like, come on, give it up. Thanks living. Ha <laughs> ha, it's pretty cute, right? Yeah, thanks living, right? Um, so we are celebrating Thanksgiving in a couple days or a couple weeks. Uh, and um, man, less than two weeks away. It's crazy, right? Like, it's just nuts. Um, this year has flown by. And so um, I wanted to do a series on living with gratitude. And it annoys me. Um, how many of you know there's a lot of things that annoy me, right? <laughs> on social media. <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, you know, people do these like, ah, 30 days of, of thankfulness. You know, well, man, I'm going to put all through November, I'll put what I'm thankful for. Today I'm thankful for, you know, it's like, oh, that's great. Like, I'm not making fun that you're thankful for something or your funny accented voice that I use to, you know, mimic anybody that types something on Facebook. You know what I mean? But, uh, but, but uh, instead I'm like, man, why are we not thankful? Why, are we, why do we not show gratitude all year long? And I think it's important, and, you know, it just so happens that it's Thanksgiving, so it gives you a good opportunity to, like, preach on gratitude and thankfulness. And so, so the, the tagline for this is living every day with gratitude, every day with gratitude. And so, um, hey, before I go on, hey, if you're tuning in on Facebook, uh, I just want to say, why are you not here with us in person today? <laughs> you know who you are. I see you. You're not here. But we're so glad you tuned in anyway. Thank, you know, thanks for being there. Make sure to share and let people know you're attending online today at Centerpoint Church. Um, and so uh, before we jump into this, I've just got to, you know, I've got to kind of set the, the stage for this a little bit. Um, we're going to look at David, King David in the Bible. And um, he is the author of uh, a good portion of the Psalms. He didn't write all of them, but he wrote a very good portion of the Psalms. And David, what you've got to understand with David is, is you know, he wrote, he wrote all this kind of stuff like these Psalms and these, these words of gratitude, thanking God and, and honoring God, and it goes on and on and on. And, and it's, it's beautiful. And I've just got to tell you, if you need inspiration for some gratitude this week or the next couple weeks, just crack open Psalms. Just anywhere. Go to where it says Psalms, and you might find some weird ones, but then you might find it. You'll probably find uh, something that talks about giving gratitude. And, and David was awesome at penning these words, at writing these words. And you're probably thinking by now, Zach, how do we live every day with gratitude? You see, in this day and age, this concept can seem like an impossible pipe dream. But I want us to explore it a little bit. Um, I'm going to tell you a story, but I'm going to leave the names of the place out because I don't want to um, ruin their reputation. But there's a big box store retailer that we all go to to buy stuff. It's a mart, of course. Um, you know, and we go there. And there's like four walls. But we, uh, you go to this store, 
And I, and I haven't, like, met anybody that's like, man, I just love going there. You know, like, as a younger kid, I did because I like to people watch. Then I became a people, like an adult, and I had to go, and, and, and I don't love to go. But um, I was at this big box retailer that I, that I will not name, um, and I am, I'm there just recently. And we roll up there, and um, I'm walking in the store, and I hear whoop, whoop. You know, it's the sound of the police, whoop, whoop, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I hear that noise, right? And I hear, I hear a police siren, and there's a deputy, and he rolls up there, blazing through the parking lot, pulls right up front, gets out of the car, you know, starts going inside. And so, you know, what did I do? Did I get out of his way so he go? No, I immediately like, trail behind him. I'm seeing what's up. You know what I mean? You do that. <laughs> yeah, I got that 5.0 radio scanner pro. I listen. I know what's going on. I hear, the, I hear the sirens, and I'm, like, listening, checking it out, Googling people's addresses, seeing where the stuff took place. Like, I'm always doing that, right? You know, so, of course, I'm like, I'm going to see what's going on. You know, it must be a shoplifter. So, so I follow the guy all the way back, and then he veers in, you know, back to the, the office area, and I duck into the bathroom, and I go in there, and, and I'm doing whatever, and I'm washing my hands. And, and about the time I'm washing my hands, another guy walks in with a Walmart vest, an older gentleman working there. He comes in, and he's at the sink beside me. He's washing his hands, and I look over at him like, so, did you catch a scumbag? You know, and <laughs> watch too many cop shows too, right? And he, he's like, oh, man, he said every day, multiple times a day, shoplifting. We catch him all the time. And I said, now, why, why is that? Why, what's, what's causing that? And he said, he said, it's the self-checkout. All these people go through self-checkout, and they don't pay for stuff. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. You're telling me in this day and age, you can't trust every individual, every good-hearted individual that comes in this store to pay for everything that they've got on their own with no assistance from your employees. And it's not working out for you. Man, they just, they're just going through, and they're just you know, not scanning everything, trying to walk out with it. And I said, you know what? I think there's an easy fix for that. Hire employees to actually be on the 15 cash registers you have and quit doing that, right? Somebody say amen because you know what it is. Like you hate scanning that stuff yourself, right? It's funny, right? But, but I, so I give him a hard time. Like I'm like, well, it seems like you're doing it to yourself. He's like, eh, it's above my pay grade. I said, I know it is. He said, I don't like him either. And I said, I know you probably don't. And I said, but you should just complain, right? You know? But we all get frustrated with big box retailers. Um, Another thing that drives me nuts, uh, especially when you're in a store like that, and, and you got to understand that um, these big box stores are getting a lot busier with the holidays approaching. It's already started, all right? And there are two simple phrases. Before we get into the real spiritual side of things, there are two simple phrases I want to teach you for how to get through holiday shopping that you need to use every time you're holiday shopping. And these are two wonderful phrases, and they're real simple. Some of you may be familiar with it. Um, um, if I'm stepping on the toes of any of my um, kindergarten teachers, this is probably part of your curriculum. So, uh, and those words or those phrases are, excuse me and thank you. That's what you got to know this holiday season. Uh, a friend of mine a few years ago, his name is also David. He pointed out to me that the most annoying thing that people do that drives him nuts is whenever, uh, whenever he is at a store. And like I had never thought about it till he mentioned it, and, it's, and it drives me nuts now. Now, I'm going to share this with you because you've never thought about it, and it's going to drive you nuts now. You're welcome for this, right? When you're going through the aisle or something, and somebody approaches you with their buggy, their cart, whatever you want to call it, they roll up on you. And instead of actually taking a half of a second to say the words, excuse me. They just give you that little, excuse me, excuse me. You know what I mean? They just mouth it, but they just mouth excuse. Like they don't even actually say it. Just excuse me. And it's like the most gentle little tiniest mouth whisper. Like I don't even want to open my mouth to say the full thing. I'm just going to say the, the smallest opening I've got to do. Excuse me. 
Like, that's all it is. And I'm like, can you just say excuse me? Like, I'm like, I've got a big personality. So I'm like, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Pardon me. Excuse me. You know, I mean, I'm, and I'm just making sure they hear me say, you know, these polite words. And so people do that. They're like, I'm just, just trying to get the potatoes. Excuse, excuse. I'm like, oh, come on. Say the word. Say the phrase. Excuse me. And then you say, uh, and then you move out of the way and you, you excuse their excuse, right? And they turn and they look at you and they say, thank you. Thank you. Like, it's not even thank you, it's just thank <laughs> You know what I mean? Some of you know what I'm talking about. This may not annoy you. Next time you're at the store, pay attention to how people say excuse me and thank you to you, and it'll annoy the living snot out of you like it does me. So the first note of the day is this. If we want to Develop a life of gratitude, a life living every day with gratitude. Find a moment to say thank you every single day. There's, there's a serious side of this. I know I'm, I'm goofing around um, and talking about these silly excuses. Like, I know it's goofy, but find a moment every day to intentionally say thank you to someone. It could be at the store, at a big box retailer. Somebody holds the door, hey, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Like, it's simple. It is so simple. And it's just, it's just an, easy, an easy task to work it every day. Have I told somebody thank you today? Have I told someone thank you? It sounds like it. It sounds simple. I want you to try that. So let's jump into scripture here, and I want to set the stage for this. First Thessalonians. We're going to use this to base this off of 1 Thessalonians 5.16. says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good and abstain from every form of evil. Let's back up to the beginning. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. Here's something really interesting about this. You can use this when somebody says, oh, uh, do you want to pray for, for our food today? You could say, yes, I will. Or you could mess with them and say, you know what? I've never stopped praying because I'm living that 1 Thessalonians 5.16 life. I'm just, you know, you could throw it on them and kind of be funny about it too. Uh, but you can also like be serious about it. I'd be like, hey, stop praying. You know, and you can show how spiritual you are if you're into that kind of thing, right? But 1 Thessalonians uh, 5.16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks if you're taking notes today, this is the second note I want to give you, and that's this. The gratitude of your mouth is a reflection of the attitude of your heart. You can swap out your and our, however you want to say it. The gratitude of our mouth is a reflection of the attitude of our heart. Some of you parents today are going to use this this holiday season. You're fixing to drop that on some of your ungrateful kids, right? Oh, you don't like what grandma got you? You got a heart problem, son. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about you not liking that sweater. It's about you having a problem with your heart. You better get right today. You know, like some of y'all are going to drop that on. Some of you are just that mean enough to do it. But here's what we, we've got to know. We come into church, and if we come in here and we passively sing, I believe in you, I believe in you, you're God of miracles probably aren't going to see a miracle. But if we know in our heart and our soul that you, God, 
are a God of miracles. I believe it. I sing it from the depths of my heart. I believe you are a God of miracles. If we can believe that, if we can recognize that, if we can live that in our minds, in our heart, that he is a God of miracles, and we sing it from our lips, thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you. You are a God of miracles. You're a miracle-working God. You do incredible things, Lord. You are awesome. You're mighty. If, if we come at it from our heart, being in it, we're going to see miracles take place. We're going to see lives transformed. We're going to see strongholds broken in the name of Jesus because we believe it from our heart and we speak it from our mouths. Understand that that's, it's very important. The gratitude of your mouth is a reflection of the attitude of your heart. I want to give some scripture. I want to look at a piece of this and you may listen to this and think, man, what's, what's he talking about gratitude here? This is from 1 Chronicles 14. We're going to spend some time in 1 Chronicles here. This is, uh, David has just been made king. King David in, in the Old Testament here. And, and I, want, I want you to, to hear this scripture today and read along with you if you want to. Oh, you've already got it up there. Thanks. Uh, now, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel... All the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went out against them. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Raphaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? I will, will you deliver them into my hand? The Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to Baal. Perazim, and David defeated them there. And then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breaking, a breakthrough of water. Therefore they called the name of the place Baal, Baal Perazim. And when they left their gods there, David gave a commandment and they were burned with fire. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God and God said to him, you shall not go up after them, circle around them and come up, come up upon them from the, in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle. For God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So David did as God commanded him, and they drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as Gezer. Then the fame of David went out into all the lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon nations. What does this have to do with gratitude, Zach? Let me, let me tell you what it means. David was a successful king, successful ruler as we have read here. And beyond the success, he was faithful to his God. And in turn, God was faithful to him. Even as a young boy, David took down Goliath, a Philistine, a Philistine, Philistine giant. This is the same David, but still, even in this situation here with the Philistines, he asked God if he would help him in this battle. God, are you going to help me? I've got to think, if I'm David, it's like, man, I already took down a giant by myself. I, I'm leading an entire nation at this point with an army. I think I got this, but still, David stopped, and he says to the Lord, he says, God, you got my back in this? Is this what you want me to do? Can I take them down if I do this? Is that going to happen today? He asked God if he would help him in this battle. The reason David was so victorious was because he knew where his strength as a leader came from. David 
David's worshiping of the Lord was a priority in his life. We see that as a reflection in his writing, in the Psalms. Worship was a priority. Giving gratitude and thanks to God was a priority. And because of that, he was so successful as a leader here. David literally helped invent worship music. Do you realize this? Like a lot of modern worship songs that we sing stem from Psalms, which David wrote. David knew how to worship. And during this time, during this time, they're carrying around the Ark of the Covenant. The Israelites are carrying around this Ark of the Covenant. And, it, and this was basically a box, a container, a treasure chest, if you will, and they carried it around, and the Israelites literally believed that it contained the glory of God in this box. This was a box of goodies you wanted to have, because if you had that, it means you were carrying around the glory, the power of God literally contained in this box. And it goes totally against everything we think about, well, don't put God in a box. You know what I mean? Well, the Israelites did. It was called the Ark of the Covenant. It wasn't all of God's power in the box, but there was the glory of the Lord in this box, and they carried this. And as they moved across the land, as they went into battle, as they set up camps, they carried this. And this is where they came to worship God and give thanks for what he had done in their lives. And this was important for the Israelites. It helped them be very intentional with their worship. And all throughout the Old and New Testaments, worshiping God was important. You see, when Jesus walked the earth and he taught the disciples and us how to pray, he opened with, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That is, giving worship, adoration, exhortation to our God. Before we, before we start asking and complaining about what's going wrong in our life, and it's not really complaining, but it's like, oh, everything's falling apart, Lord, I need you to show up. Before we begin to do that and cry out and ask for all the things we need, we stop and we give him glory and we give him praise. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, Lord, your will be done. God, before I, before I even tell you what's, what's up, you are so good. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Worship is incredibly important to show gratitude to God. It's why we open our services with worship music, because it gives us an opportunity to give glory to him, to sing to him, God, you are so good. You're the one that brings the dead to life. You're the one that makes the deaf to hear. You are a God of miracles. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for what you do. If you want to see God move, show some gratitude for what he has already done. If you want to see God move, show some gratitude for what he's already done. I believe, this is my personal opinion, but I believe churches are full of people who show up every single week but have never once thanked God for the life they have. I believe our churches have people that, that have been old saints of the church for years and they, they do everything right and they tick all the boxes, yet their heart is not positioned in a place to show gratitude to the Lord, to stop and say, God, thank you for giving me breath in my lungs today. Thank you. Thank you for, for this life you've given me, the opportunities to serve you. Thank you for that. David knew how to worship David taught the Israelites how to worship in, in First Chronicles. And, and I want to read this in just a moment. And, and, um, and it's, it's a beautiful piece. I'm going to ask Debbie to go ahead and come. And you're, you're like, oh, he's wrapping up early. No, nah, not really. Come on, Debbie. Come on up here. 
because I want some background ambient music for this, because I want you to hear this scripture in the context of how it is meant to be used as worship. I'm not going to sing it to you, but, but I want you to hear this a little bit today. So as Debbie plays, I want to read this from 1 Chronicles 16, 8 through 36. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. This is David writing. He's telling the Israelites, this is how we're going to worship. God has done so much for us. This is how we're going to worship. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing song, psalms to him. Talk of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Israel, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which, made, which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, to you I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance when you were few in number, indeed very few and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another and from one kingdom to another people. He permitted no man to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of people are idols. But the Lord has made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The whole world is firmly established. It shall not be moved. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad and let them say among the nation, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all its fullness. Let the field rejoice and all that is in it. Then the trees of the woods shall rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And say, save us, O God, of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said amen, amen and praised the Lord. Why was Davis, David victorious as a leader? Because he knew how to worship. He knew how to show gratitude for all that God had done. And he did this daily. 
this is just like one snippet of some of the, the praise that David wrote that needed to go out to the Lord. And as followers of Christ, we can follow his example. We have an enemy who is alive and well, church. I hope you know that. We've all faced, we are facing, or we will face battles, but the battle is not ours, it's the Lord's. And if you want to see a victory, it starts with gratitude. If you want to see a victory in your life, it starts with giving him some praise and thanking him for what he has done and who he is. Are you praying for your kids? Thank him for your kids. Thank him for your kids. You praying for healing? Thank him. Thank him for giving you the ability to wake up this morning. Start there. So many times we rush into what we need and we don't stop to thank him for what, we, what he's already given. You praying for a financial breakthrough? Thank him for what you currently have. Are you praying for a friend? Thank him for what he has already done in you and how he is using you to make an impact on your friend's life. Thank him. But it is really difficult to speak gratitude if our hearts are not aligned with the heart of God. It's very difficult to, to, to show gratitude if our hearts are not aligned with the heart of God. The gratitude of our mouth is a reflection of the attitude of our heart. When we give our heart to him, we align our heart with the heart of God. Then we can give thanks and show gratitude for what he has done in us. And when we approach him with gratitude, we will be victorious. When we approach him with gratitude, when we thank him for what he's done, we'll see him do more. We'll see him do things that we can't even imagine this church, this right here, what we're talking about, this is thanks living. Living every day with gratitude. This is what it's all about. Hey, this is Pastor Zach, and thanks for listening to the Center Point Church Podcast. Remember, hope is alive, and his name is Jesus.